Hey, what's up? It's DeHuff. It's another episode of DeHuff Uncensored. I hope you're having a great day. Got a lot to get to. Real quick, if you haven't done it, hit the subscribe button wherever you're listening. And don't forget, today's episode is presented to you by the amazing people over at Sugar Fire in Westminster. If you love barbecue, you got to go check them out. 144th and Orchard Parkway. I'll tell you more about them in a little bit. But giving you a quick preview of today's show, who has the most rats in the United States? Huh? Huh? I'm sure if you've traveled or maybe wherever you live, you could say, hey, it's my city. Well, I have a list for you. And you might be shocked where some cities rank. Also, things not to do the first time you try mushrooms. Okay? <laughs> there's there's uh, at least one big glaring thing you shouldn't do. Nuggets, the Denver Nuggets beat the L.A. Lakers last night, which is great because I hate the Lakers. And Nuggets fans, you also got a big-ass W out of it. It was awesome. A rejection letter that has the internet split. And I weighed in on it. And some people were upset with the way I approached it. Also, more things you shouldn't have to tell people. We brought this up yesterday. And we got, we got a couple more things uh, to add to the list. But real quick, before we get into the headlines, I got to say this because it, it's just kind of funny. It, the weather's changing here in Colorado. And it's going to be, I think there's a chance of snow this, this weekend, which is awesome. But it's cold right now. And I like the cold. I prefer the cold. But the problem is I go to sit down and I turn on the camera. And I'm like, oh, if I post this on YouTube and, you know, put all the clips out there, people are going to be locked in on the wrong thing. What am I talking about? It's cold in the basement. And the shirt I was wearing, all it's doing is showing off my nipples because it's that cold. I've been cutting glass before and after. <laughs> okay. Like, hey, if you want me to, you know, etch something on your window pane, let me know. Give me a call. E -e 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 -e. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm wearing a hoodie <laughs> just in case guys eyes up here eyes up here right I am not a piece of meat I'm not I'm not but you know what we need to do right now let's jump into some headlines let's go let's go and now here are the headlines <laughs> this is a gross story but we all need to pay attention to it Orkin, the pest control company, came out with a list of the top cities with, or the cities with the most rats in it, I should say. And the date range that they use is from September 1st of 2022 to August 31st of 2023. Now, reading from their website, this is what they say. Orkin ranked metro regions by the number of new rodent treatments performed from that date range that I gave you. This ranking includes both residential and commercial pest control treatments. And they added this, and this is something that we do need to take note. Some of you guys get it, especially if you are out away from the you know, big city. If you're around a lot of uh, farmland, you probably already know this, but each fall, mice and other rodents invade an estimated 200, or excuse me, an estimated 21 million homes in the United States. They typically enter homes between October and February, 
looking for food, water, and shelter from the cold. So what I'm doing after this show, I'm reloading my freaking traps. I got a bunch of traps in the garage because I can't stand the thought of having a mouse in my house. Oh, it's so gross. So gross. I had it once at my wife and I's first house. One got in and it was underneath the sink. Oh, it pissed me off. I did not rest until that fucker was dead. I'm sorry. Oh, does that piss you off, PETA? Don't care. Don't care. I'm not hunting, you know, elephants or giraffes. Okay? Not doing that. I'm hunting fucking mice. (laughs) Okay? They're gross to me. I will tell you this. If you have a big mouse problem, and I know there's a specific name for this trap that you can build, and it's not that hard. Get like a five-gallon bucket that you get at Home Depot or Lowe's or any hardware store. You, at the top, near the lip, okay, the big opening, you drill a hole on each side. You run a thing of wire in, be- in between, but hanging on the wire is an old used beer can or soda can. You lace that on there, okay? Secure the ends. Make sure it's not going to slip off. Then you add a little bit of peanut butter onto the beer can. Then you fill up you fill up the bucket about, God, I would say a cock's length, right? You know, six inches. <laughs> Some of you, that might be a little bit bigger, a little bit less, okay? But don't be going crazy and be like, oh, a cock's length must be a foot, foot of water. Bullshit, shut up. Now, about six inches of water, enough so that the mice, when they fall in, they'll drown, is the idea. But you don't want so little of water. Sorry, some of you guys, you need a little bit more than, you know, a nub in there. uh, Because you don't want it to be able to stand up and then just survive. You need it to drown. Okay? Sorry, I know it's not PC for some of you out there. You're going to, you know, try to report me. Don't care. Don't care. It's mice. Anyway, you do that. Then you get like something that where they can climb up and they're going to have to jump. So a little bit of a, a, a ramp usually is what I do. and um, Or just set it near like some shelves in the garage, but not right up to it. So that way they have to jump onto the peanut butter and then they slip over because the can rotates, falls into the water, they drown. It's awesome. I, yeah. So at my old house, we back, used to back up to a, a farm, and we used to get tons of mice in the garage. It's so disgusting. One night using this, I caught 14 mice. So gross. So disgusting. But it works. It works. Now, going back to the list of the rattiest cities in the United States, according to Orkin, number one, Chicago. Number two, L.A., I've been to L.A. It's disgusting. Horrible city. Horrible city. When I covered the Super Bowl, and here's the thing a lot of people don't realize is before a Super Bowl, the NFL and the city will go and move all the homeless people. They do. It's a dirty little secret that they're not really secretive about, but just not a lot of people realize it. And that's what they do. They'll bust them out somewhere else. And there is still a ton of homeless people in L.A., there is feces everywhere. There's needles, urine. 
It was gross, disgusting, and yes, rats. New York comes in at number three. I don't, I don't feel like that's surprising at all. The first three, not very surprising. I guess number four, not too surprising either. Washington, D.C. Number five, San Francisco. Number six, Philadelphia. Number seven, Baltimore. Number eight, Denver. I, listen, as somebody that lives in Denver, it's a little shocking, but then the more I think about it, it's like, ugh, yeah, gross. And really, you can associate, you know, you got a, you know, you got a bunch of trash all over the place. You got people making makeshift homes all over the place. And yeah, that probably contributes to it. And you listen, Denver, they don't have that bad of a homeless problem in comparison to places like L.A. But hey, we're trying, huh? I know that's a controversial subject, but it, it's, it's getting bad. And it's not surprising that Denver is up there for the rattiest cities. It's not. Number nine, Detroit. Number 10, Cleveland slash Akron. So that's just the top 10 list. I'm not going to go through their whole freaking list, but do any of those surprise you? I'm, I'm surprised about Denver. I, I know I, I, I go back and forth on being surprised with it because you think about it, and, and our homeless problem is getting way worse in Colorado, way worse, especially in the Denver metro area. But to be eighth ranked in the most rats in the United States, that's, a, that's pretty disgusting. That's a very big health problem. So, I, and what's crazy is I live up in Thornton, Colorado, which is north of Denver, about a 20-minute drive, right? I've seen rats up here. It's disgusting. There was one in front of a Mexican restaurant, and some of the employees were just, like, walking around it. And I'm like, maybe you guys get a, uh, you know, a scoop. I don't know. Break out the snow shovel. Somebody has to be able to, to pick up this dead rat that's right in front of your store. <laughs> it's in the parking lot. I get it. But it is literally about uh, a cock's length <laughs> to the sidewalk. And then, then there's your door. It was so bizarre. Like, why aren't you cleaning that up? That's so gross. Anyway, don't go to that place anymore. I don't. So disgusting. Anyway, good, just a reminder, reload your traps. Because it, it, as it gets colder, it's just going to get worse. Plus, you want to keep them away. If you have a car in the garage and... If you don't drive that car that much, they can nest up in your engines and then start chewing on the the wires because they they are attracted to the smell and the taste of the wire coverings, the the like plastic or whatever. That happened to my wife's vehicle. I can't remember what vehicle it was, but not too long ago. So be careful with that. Oh, so gross. There is the, here's things you don't do if you've never tried magic mushrooms. I've never done magic mushrooms. I the only drug I've done that that's hasn't been prescribed to me is marijuana. That's it. Everything else just scares me. I don't even like to take pain meds because 
it just fucks up my body and makes me feel disgusting. I just don't like it. So this off-duty U.S. pilot, he was riding on a plane, obviously. He tried to shut down the engines of a plane mid-flight, and this happened over the weekend, and he had taken magic mushrooms and thought he was having a nervous breakdown. That's according to uh, court documents. So the pilots that were actually working wrestled Joseph Emerson out of the cockpit on Sunday after he lunged for the handles, and if he would have gotten a hold of them, he would have starved the engines of fuel and turned the plane into a glider. Emerson told the police he had not slept in 40 hours. So he's sleep-deprived, and he's on mushrooms for the first time. Bad recipe. He said he also tried to open an emergency exit in the rear of the aircraft and had to be restrained by the cabin crew during an emergency landing. This is what he told police. I pulled the emergency shutoff handles because I thought I was dreaming and I just wanted to wake up. Oh my God, that's freaky. That's so freaky. Emerson and the investigating officer said, they, they talked about the use of psychedelic mushrooms, and Emerson said that it was his first time taking the mushrooms. Like I said, I've never done those. And if you're going, I, I would imagine you got to be really cautious about, especially your first time, of your, your settings. If you've done them plenty of times, sure, get on a plane, I guess. If it's your first time, you don't know how you're you're going to react. Man, that's such a bad idea. Such a bad idea. So I put this out on Twitter. And Whitey responded with, Taking mushrooms and get on, getting on a plane is fun. Taking mushrooms and trying to fly a plane is a mistake. <laughs> it is. Rich responded with, Depends on how much. But yeah, not really a great idea. It's so, so bad. Oh, my God. I'd be fucking pissed if that happened to me. Be like, hey, what's all the what's all the commotion? What's going on? And then you see the guy. He's like, ah, there's an elephant on the plane, and I need to crash the plane. Or I don't know. I don't know how people act when they're on mushrooms. Freaks me out. Freaks me out. My brain is so delicate and fragile. I can't imagine doing mushrooms. I'll wait till I'm like 90, then I'll do them. Then I'll do them. The Denver Nuggets beat the L.A. Lakers to start the regular season. They did that last night. And thank God they did because I can't stand LeBron James and and Laker Nation. They're all fucking annoying. Sorry if you're a Laker fan. But you it's not you. It's your your other fans, okay? Okay? Whew, that was close. Oh, almost last listener. Anyway, uh, this is what I was very excited about. Yeah, you can you can say that Nikola Jokic opened up the season with a triple double, uh, you know, just basically continuing where he left off last season. Very cool. But this is what I'm taking away from it because it's hilarious. This is audio from the fans as they were chanting last night against the Lakers. 
if you couldn't tell they're chanting, who's your daddy? Who's your daddy? That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. You got to do it, man. And, and last night they 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 rose the the championship banner. What a great night for the organization. Very cool. If you're lucky enough to go to it, I mean, that's just lasting memories, especially if you're a basketball fan. I think that's super neat. And I, and I hope you had a great time because it looks like everybody did. And what a way to do it. Rub fucking LeBron James and his arrogant nose in the fact that they laid a turd last, you know, playoffs against the Denver Nuggets. You just rub their nose in that big old hefty turd that they left on the court. That's awesome. Good for you guys. I like it. Keep that going. I want to see that more often. Every single time that the Nuggets play the Lakers, I want people to be chanting, who's your daddy? And here's what's funny. I'm sure the Laker fans will do the same thing when the Nuggets are in L.A. playing. They're going to be like, who's your daddy? (laughs) Fucking Laker fans. Can't stand them. Can't stand them. If it was legal to go kick them in the dick, I would. But I don't want to. Plus, it's a little extreme. Can't believe you thought of that. It's disgusting. You should be ashamed of yourself for thinking of such a horrific thing. Horrific. Anyway, hey, Sugar Fire in Westminster, my go-to barbecue place. It's off 144th and Orchard Parkway. So just east of Huron or just west of I-25 on the south side of 144th. Amazing place. Amazing St. Louis-style barbecue. You can get ribs, brisket, pulled pork, burgers, turkey. It's all prepared to perfection every single day. The other day, they had a special 50-cent wings, and they I, I thought they were going to be like little bitty wings, like the stuff you get at the other places, right? And these are their normal wings. They, oh, my God. <laughs> There's a lot of meat on them wings. I'll tell you what, man. Woo! Holy cow! Look at that. It was amazing. I'm like, that's how wings should be. That's, it, it was phenomenal. And, and what's cool is they smoke them, they fry them. It's, it's just made to perfection. You got to go check them out. Also, you got to check them out on social media, at Sugarfire Westy. Every day, Chef Clint and his crew will post their daily specials and they're just here's the thing too chef clint is classically trained he knows about flavor he knows about presentation so when you see the burgers or whatever menu item that they they make and it looks like you're like that's really fancy looking no way that's what i'm gonna it's gonna look like when i get there no that's what it looks like because it's because he knows about it. it, it it's, it's just awesome. You're like, this looks like a, something out of, ma- of a magazine or something on a TV show. And it's just like, no, it's here in Westminster, man. It's like, it's like a hidden gem is my thing with Sugar Fire in Westminster. Okay? They got amazing food. They have an amazing uh, bar where you can just sit down and watch whatever sports are on TV. I'll be out there every Monday night from 6 to 8 watching football. And it's it's really cool. It's just a great atmosphere. Just a fun place. Fun for the family. Great place for date night. They even do catering. And if you want to be the, you know, 
the big cock on the block and, you know, get a raise, maybe, possibly. I don't know. Can't guarantee it. But you can uh, win the meeting by getting it catered via Sugar Fire in Westminster. You got to reach out to them. It's a lot of great food and a lot of great opportunities if you go and get your event catered through Sugar Fire in Westminster. They're just off 144th and Orchard Parkway, just east of Huron, just west of I-25. Follow them on social media at Sugarfire Westie. Sugarfire in Westminster, reinventing barbecue every single day. So Matt OFP sent me this, and his response was, man, they could have at least just said no. Now, what he did is he forwarded me a tweet from a guy named Shizzy. And it's Shizzy saying, I didn't make my college baseball team, and then he has a broken heart next to it. And then what he did was attached a photo of uh, a letter that he got in regards to uh, not making the team. This is what the team sent to him via email. Then let me know your thoughts to huffpodcast at gmail.com. It says, thanks for reaching out. You were not kept past tryout based on ability. As I mentioned at the tryout, we would only retain people if we thought they would be able to help us win games this year. We did not feel that way based on your tryout. As for the future, your ability was very, very far away from being considered to be part of our roster. Your fastball was around 68 to 70 miles per hour. Our players are usually 88 to 90 at minimum. Your offensive performance was equally distant from what it takes to be a part of our team. Being perfectly honest, playing college baseball is not a realistic expectation for you especially at the Division I level. I apologize for the bluntness, but I feel that honesty is more important here. Thanks again for your interest, and I hope your classes are going well this fall. Okay, this is what I responded, and I have yet to receive a response from him. And he's responded to just about everybody else, but everybody else is sucking him off. I said, what are you going to do with this? Will it push you to be better? Will it make you realize you need to focus more on realistic goals. So there's two opportunities right there. Then I also threw in as a joke, I said, will this throw you into the life as a male prostitute? (laughs) Maybe that's why he didn't respond. Then I ended with this, figure it out and move forward. It's okay to visit pity city, but you can't live there. I mean, the way he's presenting this on Twitter is just like, poor me. They went too far. I get it. The truth hurts. I do. And he's the one that made this a public thing. If they would have responded on social media, be like, hey, guys, just so you know, <laughs> this guy was shit. <laughs> that, that would be a thing. He's the one making this, uh, you know, more dramatic than it needs to be. Sometimes in life, we need to hear the blunt, honest truth. All this coach did was 
either push him in the direction to try harder and try to improve. Because it's one thing to try hard, but you got to be trying hard to be better. So it's either going to push him in that direction or make him realize, oh, shit, man. You know what? He's right. Because what am I doing with myself? I need to be focusing on a realistic goal. I know it's hard, guys. It is. We've all been in a situation where somebody tells you the truth and it fucking hurts. And it sucks. And you're like, Jesus, man, is that true? And you can, and at first you're going to be mad, and pissed off and be like, that's not true. He's lying. But then when you actually stop and look at yourself and go, okay, they're right. I could be better. Or I'm not as good as I think I am. Here's the other thing. For them to come out there and in an email be this blunt, I'm curious of how he was presenting himself during tryouts. Where they're just like, man, this, this kid won't shut his mouth. He's, he's acting like he's better than everybody. He, he needs to be humble. I, I'm very curious. I would love to find out from somebody that was there and obviously off the record. But then I would just you know, say, hey, this is what I heard <laughs> from somebody. Podcast at gmail.com. Let me know. But I would love to find out. How was he handling himself during the tryouts? Was he professional? Was he not? Was he just a big hot mess? Or was he just good but not that good? Listen, we, we all need to hear the truth sometimes. And sometimes you just need to hear certain things at a certain po- point in your life to make you get pointed in the right direction. The ball's in his court. It's what he decides to do with this. It sounds like, based on that letter, at no point did they say, you know what? Try a little harder. Come back next season. No. (laughs) They didn't say that. They're They're essentially saying, dude, you're just not good. You may think you're good, but you're not. Go take some classes on good career choices, whatever those might be. Focus on your education, not on this. You're wasting your time and your mental capacity by thinking that you're going to be a baseball player. That is a reality check. It's not fun to hear that shit, but we have to hear it every now and then. What are you doing? Are you wasting your time, spinning your wheels, trying to do something that's just not going to amount to shit? Or what? I, I Listen, there's so many people that think they're awesome at sports. And then guess what happens? You move to the college level and you realize there's a lot of guys that are really good. I mean, really good. It's a big culture shock. You're like, holy shit, look at the heat he's throwing. 
It's Division One baseball. This ain't intramurals, kid. <laughs> I mean, man, to quote uh, the the great Dan Hawkins. <laughs> uh, I'm fine with what the coach said. He was professional about it. He apologized for being so blunt. I mean, there. I know there's some coaches that listen to this show. I know there's plenty of teachers that listen to this show. You tell me, was this out of line? Or is this one of those things where, yeah, it's it's rough, but sometimes you got to hear it. And here's what's crazy, kind of going back to it real quick. And we got some more fun stuff coming up here in a second. But it's what he decides to do with this mentally. There's a lot of avenues he can go. And like I said, he can visit Pity City. You can't fucking live there, man. You visit. It's okay to be down and out. We've all been there for one reason or another. But you can't fucking sit there and have a goddamn pity party. You got to take a deep breath, stop crying, wipe those tears, get up, and move forward. Quit being a pussy about it. Sorry, I don't need to, I shouldn't be calling him a name. But when you read the thread on there and it's just like, oh, poor me, poor me. It's like, shut the fuck up. Pull up your big boy pants and move forward. Yeah, you suck at baseball. Okay? Guess what? You're pretty good when you probably you're probably good enough that in like five ten years from now you're you're gonna be uh, joining a league around or around your around your city be like hey you like to play baseball sure a bunch of us play in a little rec league cool maybe you'll be the star then but guess what reality is you need to be focusing on real life and figuring out what you're gonna do with your life. What's your career going to be? Because it's not baseball. Get over it. Pity City is uh, is a, just a flyover place. Okay, You go in there. You cry. Shed some tears. Feel sorry for yourself for a little bit. But then you just got to go. Move forward. Let this fuel you to being better at something else. Let it fuel you piss you off, you weren't good enough at this particular skill, but guess what? You got these other skills that you can really focus on and enhance. Sorry, man. I wanted to be a football player, but guess what? Not good enough. <laughs> Not. There's a lot of people I know that were really good at football or baseball, and they just didn't move forward with that. You just got to get over it. I have a very small sliver of sympathy for this dude. Yeah, it sucks. But now you're, you're screenshotting it and posting it and blasting it over, the, over social media. Be like, oh, poor me. Poor me, guys. Oh, my gosh. Ew. They're so nasty to me. They could have just said no. Shut up. Come on. It's fine. We've all been told we suck at something at one point, whether it's sports, sex, 
cooking. I don't know. We've all been there in some way. Welcome to reality, bud. You're not going to be great at everything. And people aren't going to be sucking you off. I'm curious to know, like, did it's kind of like it reminded me of like American Idol. Remember, I don't know if American Idol is even on anymore or if it is, do they still do it where they have all the people that really suck trying to try out and people burst into tears and then their moms are like, don't worry, honey, I still think you're the best singer in the world. That does nothing for your kid. If they're terrible at something, I mean, you don't have to be super blunt, age appropriate, moment appropriate type of things too, is you're like, listen, singing's just not your thing. I'm curious if this, are there a bunch of people just encouraging him even though he's just terrible? Because that's not helpful either. So it's interesting to think about, like, what is his environment at home with this? And are they are people just lying to him because it's easier than being a dispenser of truth? I mean... If somebody says, you know, that they're, if you tell somebody, be like, you're not a good singer. I know you want to go and tour and stuff like that and be the next Taylor Swift or, or whoever. It's just not realistic. Listen to yourself. And like in regards to this guy, watch your highlights compared to other people. How good do you think you are? Now, that being said, some people are just naive to it or refuse to admit that they're terrible at something. I get it. But it is what it is, man. It, become a coach. Do something else. Don't know. But apparently, you can't take the heat when you're in the kitchen. Either get better or make a reality check with yourself and go, Okay, I need to focus on realistic goals. What's my career going to be? Because it's not going to be a professional athlete. Man, I just I just really have a hard time with that. I get it. It's hurtful. It sucks. But the coach did nothing wrong. You need to be honest. Ugh, let's move on from that. It just bugs the shit out of me. You know what we need to do? Let's jump into the mailbag. Mailbag. You've got mail. <laughs> So yesterday we brought up things you shouldn't have to tell people after that story of that guy in China that decided to pee in a, a beer tank. <laughs> it's like, hey, don't pee in the beer tank. Things you shouldn't have to tell people. So I tweeted that out. I was like, what are some other things that you shouldn't have to tell people? El Papa Grande DBU said, you shouldn't have to tell people to shower daily and use deodorant. That's true. By the way, my, my son's getting to the age where eventually he's going to have to start showering daily because as a kid, you don't smell as much. and You can get away with showering every other day. But we've started, they, they do have deodorant for kids that kind of eases them into the idea of having deodorant. So he has that. And I try to really compliment him when... He smells really good. 
because he's right at the age where all of a sudden things are going to change and he's going to be like, oh my God, <laughs> did, did somebody order like a, a nasty roast beef sandwich, leave it out in the sun for two days and then rub it all over your body? Is that what happened? He's never smelled like that, but I have been around people that have. <laughs> it's disgusting. Yeah, it's interesting. There's a lot of people that are just gross. And especially like me, like in every job I've had, you have to, I believe there's like always like a piece of paper that says that you have to sign that says you will be, you know, exhibiting good hygiene habits. I thought that was a thing because that's disgusting. We've had people, whether it's in restaurant or radio, people that were, you know, horrible smelling. And then, well, in radio, the, the manager at the time didn't have the gonads to tell the guy that he needed to do something because it also is a fine line with uh, HR. So that's where, like, you know, his coworkers stepped in and were like, dude, you stink. You need to go <laughs> shower, please, for the love of God. I don't care if you have to shower 10 times a day. You need to go do it. In restaurants, it's really off-putting because you're dealing with people's food. And that usually didn't last very long. If somebody showed up for some reason and they stunk, it's usually you, you send them home. You'd be like, come, go home, shower, come back. If you can't do that, we'll see you next shift. But you got to shower before a shift. Can't do that. It's disgusting. And use deodorant. I did that once. I want to say it was my freshman year, and I was in Spanish class. And I must have put on deodorant too soon after taking a shower. So my armpits were still wet. I didn't dry them off, put, did a quick layer of deodorant. And then next thing, you know, I'm in Spanish class and people are like, what's that smell? And I'm like, Oh shit, that's me. It's me. I stink. So I ran home or drove home. I think I had a car by that. Oh no, I ran home. Didn't go back to school that day. <laughs> I showered. But it, re it taught me, like, I don't want to have that experience ever again. It's fucking embarrassing. But it needed to happen. Because if if I wouldn't have overheard people saying, oh, my God, he's, it, somebody stinks. And then I'm like, oh, my God, it's me. And then I did the classic. I stick my fingers under my armpit and then slowly put them up to my nose. And I'm like, oh, God. Oh, no. Oh, no, that's real. <laughs> that is real. Uh, you got to have those reality checks, kind of like the last story. You got to have a reality check sometimes. And I know it sucks to hear that, that and it's got to be hard now as an employer to deal with those situations, because I imagine if you have a comfort, uh, conversation with somebody that is horribly smelly and you try to tell them nicely they could come back at you and just be like, you're discriminating against me because I smell. I could totally see that this, this day and age. Now, that being said, there are a lot of deodorants that aren't necessarily good for you. And there are a lot of people that they're like, it's bad for your body and bad for the environment to use deodorant. So instead, I'm going to take a shower three times a day. Like, does that really help the environment wasting all that water? Okay, buddy. Okay. 11 Charlie wrote in things you shouldn't have to tell people. How easy it is to prove that Google eavesdrops and, and Alexa and stuff like that. 
Just talk about something you've likely never mentioned before that you can buy, then go to random websites and see advertising for that item. For example, dog toys or something random like that. Dude, totally, totally agree. And it is bizarre to me that people don't believe in it or that people will be like, um, what was it? They're, they're mad about, oh, geez, I can't remember what it was. They're like, I don't, I don't want the government tracking me. And I'm like, you have a cell phone. Yeah, they're fucking tracking you already. <laughs> if they want to track you, they're going to track you. Good luck. Go off the grid. Live in the, uh, the woods in a tent with no electronic devices. That's your best bet if you want to live a uh, untrackable life and not have anybody realize what you what you're doing. But you're exactly right. And it's it's freaky and annoying that Google does that cuz you'll see that on social media be like, "Dude, look and I'll be, look, show up hold the phone up to my wife." I was like, "We were just talking about this." And it's like whatever, whatever it is. Like dog like he's saying like dog toys or you know, a specific product. You know, look, look what the sponsored content is. It's that. She's like, oh, my God, it's so annoying. I mean, it, it's weird. I get why they do it because that's a great way for them to keep you invested in their products in a weird way. And I'm sure they get a kickback from those specific companies be like, hey, uh, I pr we promoted you on this this many times. You owe us this or whatever. Um, yeah, that's 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 a hard pill to swallow, especially for some people. And I know several people that they're they're kind of oblivious to how that works. And you sit there and try to explain it, and it's just like you're talking to a brick wall. But it's like whatever, okay, whatever. You don't get it? It's fine. Whatever. It bugs me, but I get why they do it. Because it's easy advertising way for them. Uh, by the way, be a part of the Halloween special. It's funny because it was foggy right before I started recording this. So I'm like, shit, I got to go down by the creek by my house and record a Halloween special teaser, a little promo. So I'm out there, I do the I do the story, then I'm editing it when I get back to the house, and I'm like, ah, oh, shit. I had like this little droplet of snot that was on my mustache. <laughs> that's, that's all I can look at when I watch the video. And I'm like, I'm not going to go back out there. It's already starting to burn off. The fog is. I'm like, whatever, fuck it. So anyway, <laughs> go check that out on my socials, at Huff Podcast. But... Share your spooky stories, whether it's ghosts, demons, witches, cryptids, or whatever, UFOs, stuff that you can't explain or you think are one thing or another. Share them with me. You can either do it on social media, at DeHuff Podcast. You can do DeHuffPodcast at gmail.com. You can direct message me on social media, again, at DeHuff Podcast. Whatever is easier for you. And if you want to stay anonymous, that's okay. Let me know, and I'll get you part of the show. 
I already have a few lined up for the Halloween special. Man, that's coming up next week. It's next week already. Holy shit. It's going to be a lot of fun, a lot of great stories headed our way. Uh, but again, Podcast at gmail.com should be a lot of fun. They can either be lighthearted or it doesn't have to be a super long story. I know somebody who's just like, hey, uh, there was something crazy going on uh, when I was a kid and we're, I was getting like constantly harassed, but I always kept it secret from my siblings because I didn't want them to be freaked out. I'm like, so it, it's, and that's really the gist of the story. And that's fine. I don't mind that. So go ahead and send those to me. It'll be a lot of fun. That's coming up next week. So go ahead and start sending those in now. So that way I can, I can start organizing them and uh, it'll be a lot of fun. Thank you guys so much for supporting the podcast. I really appreciate you guys. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. If you can, give it a nice review wherever you're listening. Big thanks to Sugar Fire in Westminster. Amazing barbecue that you got to go check out. 144th and Orchard Parkway on the south side of Orchard Park, or uh, south side of 144th. Right next to the Snooze restaurant, there's the barbecue restaurant. And it's just killer, killer barbecue. I love it. Big thanks to you guys. You guys are amazing. Have an amazing day. Hopefully you you laughed a little bit in this episode. Hopefully I wasn't too big of a downer when it came to that baseball guy, but it just drives me nuts. Uh, enough with being soft with everybody. We need to hear the truth sometimes. Sometimes not so much, but a lot of times we do need to hear the truth, regardless of how painful it is. Have an amazing day. Let's keep moving forward. I'll talk to you next time.